Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. My name is Evan Barton, and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow With Us podcast highlights in Tulsa Talent's work of bridging Tulsa talent with tech opportunities and the revolutionary work around the city. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region. Each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Aaron Wiggum, the managing director of New U. We discuss the programming and mission of New U, getting in the driver's seat of your life, and how this program has connected different identities of Tulsans into a unique and meaningful community. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited for our episode. Evan, thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. I'm so excited. One of our, our longest awaited guests um, is, is Mr. Aaron Wiggum today, and I'm, I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear um, some of the some of the wisdom that this uh, this man is going to be able to share with us. I'm super excited, but I'm going to give him the chance to um, introduce himself and uh, tell us his story in whatever way he feels comfortable. So, Aaron, if you if you don't mind, sure thing. So, picture it, Sicily, 1920. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Aaron Wiggum, born and raised Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I spent the last eight years at Penn State as the director of strategic initiatives. There, I built a uh, bunch of programs, uh, work with teams, revitalization efforts on campus. And uh, one to note, though, was the Mon Valley Launchbox, which was a business incubator. Basically went in, broke, brokered a deal with a local mayor and said, hey, if you give us a space for utility free, we'll start to pump businesses back into the community. Mm-hmm. Um, the community was extremely blighted. The relationship with the community was very recalcitrant very uh, toxic at the time. And so Penn State was kind of looking for a way to be able to re-engage and reignite that that relationship, uh, rekindle that relationship. And so um, it was kind of two things at one time, if you don't mind me just going to the story. Of course, no. Yeah, so the revitalization effort was happening on campus because uh, things had gotten a little stale, you yeah. know, um, it happens in the university setting from time to time, got a little stale. And so they, we got a new chancellor in, he was thinking about what needs to be cut in order to move forward. Like how do we prune to grow? Right. Yeah. And, uh, he asked me, Hey, he asked me, actually there was a team of us and he asked me and another woman to lead the team. And so when I went into that conversation, we, uh, I led with two questions. One, the first question was, now, this is a room full of staff and faculty, um, about 70 of them at the time, right, um, that are in this room. They don't quite know what's about to happen. I asked two questions to start the whole conversation. First question was, if our doors close tomorrow, would the community miss us? Unanimously, the 70 individuals in the room said the community would not miss us if our doors closed tomorrow, which is speaks volumes. Right? Yeah. This is a billion-dollar institution uh, founded in 1855, uh, land grant institution. Like it shows you, like how far off base they kind of gone from that land grant mission when yeah. the people who are your neighbors won't miss you if you're gone, right? Yeah. Or at least that's the perception that you have. And then the second question was, um, 
was how many times do you look in the mirror before you leave the house? And so this one says five. This one says 10 times. This one says, you know, 25 times. Somebody said like 32 times and said, <laughs> you're probably right, right? You know, you wake up, you brush your teeth, you get in the shower, you know, you look in the mirror, you wash your face, you look in the mirror. Like, mm-hmm. if you think about it, you it's probably a couple dozen times. Uh, yeah, a lot more than you might think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I said, when was the last time the campus looked in the mirror? We hear a lot about what the community's not doing. Mm-hmm. Have we looked, have we taken any accountability for what we are or are not doing? Yeah. So out of those conversations, that revitalization effort, came we started we opened a free store on campus that was student-led we did edible landscaping we planted berry trees and whatnot so the, oh, wow. the, the community uh could come on campus and, and you know get, interact yeah, yeah exactly we had uh those you know those little um bird bo- bird houses with books in it yeah so we yeah. did the ones with books and we also did them with canned goods so throughout the campus so it was now inviting the community onto the campus but in that whole conversation was looped in around entrepreneurship. And that's where the idea from the for the uh, incubator came. And nice. so we went, uh, brokered the deal with the mayor. It said, hey, uh, we we want to help with entrepreneurship. We want to use our resources to be able to, you know, cultivate that. And uh, we just need space. Give us space in the city. And so he says, OK, cool, let's do it. Yeah. So. Uh, long story short, we uh, launched the, um, it's called the Mon Valley Launchbox in Pittsburgh. And we spent a lot of, a lot of time um, rekindling that relationship with the community. We started a, uh, a jazz series called A Taste of Jazz, where we had a Grammy Award winning jazz artist come in and we featured a couple of the restaurant tours that we were, uh, we brought through the incubator. Yeah. And we played, uh, they paid, the community paid 15 bucks. They basically got a, a concert and a tasting of their food. And then we called it a taste of jazz, right? Yeah. Place was packed to the gills. Wonderful <laughs> time. Fire marshal came by like, is everything okay? Like, yeah. what's all these cars here? <laughs> Who are all of you people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, it wasn't a fire marshal. It was the city manager who came yeah. by and he, he checked it out. So, I mean, it, it was great. So anyway, that was back home. Um, that program was going really successful. Led to a call I got from Atento Capital which is the VC fund here in Tulsa. Shout outs to Mike Bosch. Uh, he reached out to me and said, uh, actually via LinkedIn, he said, hey, see what you're doing in Pittsburgh. We'd love for you to do it in Tulsa. That started our conversation. And so this was uh, February, March of 2020. Pandemic just hit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I've never been to Tulsa. I've never been over Oklahoma. I've never, it's completely not on my radar. Yeah. And um uh, he's like, just, just come, just, you know, just come, we got you, you know, just, we'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. And so I come here June of 2020, my wife and I, um, the weekend of the Trump rally, uh, the weekend of Juneteenth, 2020, wow. uh, when I pulled up here, uh, buildings were boarded up because they mm-hmm. thought there would be riots and whatnot. And, uh, I was like, where in the world did I just move to? But I just took the leap of faith and came, you know? And so got here, led a program called, uh, Tulsa's Emerging 100, which was an effort to help 100 minority founders start a business in 2021 and, uh, raised hundred K from October to December, January, we kicked off programming by June. We had a hundred businesses on the platform by, uh, November, we had about 180. And so based on that success in Tulsa, which is the talent arm of GKFF, reached out and said, hey, we see what you're doing. Uh, Based on the success you've had with this program, can you create a uh, diverse talent funnel for us? We're having 
a little bit issues connected with um, different communities that have diverse talent funnels. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. So we went through several whiteboard sessions out of that um, was birthed New You. So New You was a way for diverse talent to imagine, discover, and actualize a 2.0 version of yourself. So who was Evan? Mm-hmm. Who would Evan like to become? And how do we create a path for him to get there? We go through vision casting, self-assessment, self-discovery, personal development, professional development, and life mapping. And at the conclusion, they present their life maps to a room full of ecosystem partners that can help that map become a reality. Mm-hmm. And so we launched this in February of uh, 2022. Mm-hmm. And we are now uh, in our sixth cohort in English, our third cohort in Spanish. Our graduation is Saturday for both of those. <laughs> and then we also have um, the college track that we launched called New You Next. Nice. And uh, so we're very excited about it. Um yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. No, thank you so much for for jumping into all those things. And um, I'm just going to jump in and kind of talk about how Aaron and I intersected really quick, kind of at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I've I've heard Aaron give this story in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I always remember you say Father's Day normally whenever, yeah. you, oh, whenever you're, mo- yeah, you're yeah. moving here. But um, I, I think it contextualizes it a little bit more, obviously, yeah. with just knowing what was going on in Tulsa when you came here. Um, and I guess... Looking back retrospectively, what was going to happen after you got here is kind of wild to think about. I mean, just so many of the things that um, we've, we've either uh, been there in parallel working together, yep. kind of seeing grow, and then also um, the things that have really spun up and, and out uh, since then. And so it's, it's so cool. I, I thank you so much for sharing that. And one thing I wanted to highlight um, about about Aaron, just knowing Aaron is that, and I think I've mentioned this on a couple episodes of the podcast, but I've get, I've always given you a shout out. Oh, I, I always it. give Aaron a shout out just because like, really, I, I think that you were the the person that um, I framed it as opening the back door for me a little bit gotcha. um, into this ecosystem because, uh, you know, the pandemic was such a hard time for yeah. anyone graduating yep. college and looking for an opportunity. And I, I think that um, it's it's just really noteworthy to to know that person that um, was able to, to open a door, whether it's the back, the front or the side. Yeah. And you know, you just really caught me at the, the, the greatest time for me to be able to, I feel like I have a 2.0 version of myself yeah. from before, yeah. like how I interacted with Tulsa before I came back after graduating. But now my, my 2.0 version of myself has been how I've intersected and interacted with this community really since you opened the door for me. So I, I, I always get, I want to give credit and, and for you to hear that. Too. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Evan. And it, it, everything is, was well-deserved. I mean, uh, when you were uh, going through that whole experience and, and um, the work that you did um, in helping me with TSY at the time, um, I mean, you just, you, you showed me there was commitment. You showed me that you're willing to work hard. You showed me that, you uh, were, were very smart and that you um, were able to problem solve, which is very, 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 very important. Yeah. Um, and that a lot of w- problems to solve. Lot of, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but to a problem, I'm a problem solver. Right. Yeah. And so when I saw your ability to not bring me back what I gave you, but to bring it back better mm. or to take something that would have been awry and make it into something that, you know, is at least presentable, right? Yeah. And so I saw you do that on on countless uh, occasions, and I was like, "Oh no, he we can't let him go. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we have to transition him into uh, a role." And yeah. um, I think I'm just so grateful that they did. And yeah. 
then uh, everybody began to see the wonderful um the wonderful tapestry of Evan Barton uh, <laughs> and his skills and his abilities. And so that look, tap- look at, I'm only adding squares at I, this point. <laughs> I see you, man. I see you're doing what you're doing wonderful work though. Honestly. Thank you, Aaron. I really appreciate it. I, I think um, something that, you know, kind of just relating to that conversation a little bit is just how Tulsa has obviously been a landscape a geography, if you will, of like how we've really um, interacted and intersected in a lot of ways. And so I'm, I'm really curious to hear that, you know, like since J- uh, June of 2020, and now we're sitting here in November of 2022, you know, how has your relationship with Tulsa changed? I think um, one thing that I want to highlight, at, le- at least uh, for, for you and then also for our listeners, is that a lot of folks that we've interacted with um, on this podcast have either been longtime Tulsans or almost like within the year mm-hmm. Tulsans, whether okay. it's from Tulsa Remote. And so um, kind of midstream. You kind of right in the middle yeah. of like, you know, someone that came to Tulsa with a mission and that mission has changed multiple times. Yes. And so I think uh, I'm, I'm super, I'm very curious about what your relationship's been like. Yeah, my, my relationship so far with Tulsa has been wonderful. Um, Tulsa has given me the opportunity that I deserved. And uh, I don't say that to, to, to bloviate or to, to be braggadocious in any way, but the access that I did not have in Pittsburgh, I have in Tulsa. Yeah. And the programs that I'm creating now, I created back home too. Like I, I it, maybe even better programs I created back home, but it was very much a, a candle under a bushel. Mm-hmm. And um, Tulsa has said, no, we'll welcome what you're doing. And we'll put money behind what you're doing and we will put effort behind what you're doing. And how can we better position you to do even more? Right. And that is one of the beautiful things about here. Like we I've really grown to have a love affair with Tulsa um, in in a as I've gotten to know her more and as um, she has yielded more to me. You know, it's been it's been a beautiful marriage so far. My wife and I, we talk about you know not having the rat race of traffic not having the rat race of office talk and water cooler talk and all like i don't have issue with any of that stuff here yeah like the the work is the work and you do the work and you get fair compensation and um it's been it's been wonderful for me and so these last two years um it's been a beautiful thing to feel appreciated and valued um as you do work that is typically thankless yeah no i i love you kind of highlighting that that piece because um it's in a similar vein i feel i feel very similar um and it's it's not really something that um maybe it's in the dna of a city and and i i guess we can kind of say now it's it's a little bit in the dna of tulsa Mm -hmm. at least in this ecosystem that we're uh I, i guess really uh, privilege to be a part of because I, I think that that's the downfall of those larger city experiences where you get lost or yeah. you feel you feel undervalued, underappreciated, uh, and undercompensated all at the same all time. Of, yes, all <laughs> keep going more, more unders, all, all of the unders thing. Yeah, and uh, you know it's obviously not to paint a perfect picture of Tulsa no. without its uh, without its flaws, but it's it is to say that there are, there are certain ways that you can navigate this space. And we've had people tell these stories about, you know, I'm only one phone call away or one email away from that connection. That accessibility piece is so 
Um, I don't want to undervalue it in any way, shape or form, because I think it allows for the, the programs and the, yeah. the things that are gap fillers for this community to emerge um, in a brighter light. And yeah. I, I think that that's the that's what's been needed yeah. um, either here. It's what's needed in a lot of cities. Yeah. And I'm so glad it's happening here. And I'm getting to see that light being shown on the things that need to be that it needs to be shown on. And I, I think one thing that like has been. You know, just in these two years, I think I, I've seen I was doing a little bit of a tour of Tulsa earlier mm -hmm. today and talking to someone um, and I told him for the first time about like what happened um, at the Black Wall Street Massacre. Yep. And it was really because he's from Israel. So it was really interesting to just know that um, he knows nothing about, knew nothing yeah, about it, yeah, knew yeah. nothing about the the legacy. And, and really a lot of what I was kind of contextualizing it with was obviously we're interacting with the geography and the legacy of what's left, but also we're walking into and seeing what's being built in conjunction with the people um, that are still here. And we talked a lot about family legacy and legacy on both sides. And um, I don't know, I, I just I, I bring that up because it's so interesting to to think about the opportunities that can come from that. And I, I, I think that I've seen, um, especially in kind of the programs that you've been working in, um, people take that legacy and that all of these things we've been talking about, like accessibility and access and opportunity and throwing that into their their DNA, their, their family DNA yes. or or what they've wanted from something else and or from another city, maybe another opportunity and getting to see that kind of flourish here. So yeah. I, I bring that up um, to lead us right into New York because I think that it's we've been seeing a little bit of Tulsa's 2.0 and I'm, I'm sure you could say it's had a 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, and those all look different. But I mean, I really want to, I really would highlight that this 2.0 of Tulsa um, hopefully has that equity piece built in. <laughs> and it, it that doesn't mean that people aren't building it and putting it in. It means that pe the people are saying that that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know, I, I, I guess that just leads us to talk about in you and kind of, um, you touched on it at the beginning, but you know, what are the, What's the origin and the and the mission of that program um, that that you've kind of designed for us? Great question. I you know I tell the cohorts of New You that um, New You New You was designed about two thirty in the morning, somewhere between two thirty and three thirty in the morning, in my living room mm -hmm. uh, as I'm pacing doing figure eights right through furniture. Um, and actually when, when it came to me, um, it was not new you, it was just in you. Yeah. And I kept saying in you, in you, in you, I could see the logo. I could see like in you and I had them kind of intersecting in and the you intersecting, like it's in you, it's in, it's you, in yeah. you. Yeah. It's in you, it's in you, it's in you. And out of that wrestling with that, grappling with that, massaging that, new in you became new you and then it became the new you in you yeah right and so um like i, I just kind of like massaged that out over three in the morning my <laughs> wife is sound asleep and you know and i'm i'm you know like i said just walking figure eights in my living room and so when you start to talk about the mission of the work which really is to put people back in the driver's seat of their life yeah um so many people have allowed life to happen to happen to them and one of the things we talk about is like there's a responsibility to driving right yeah. it's it's a privilege 
and also a responsibility. And so, um, but it's something that you need to do for yourself. So when you're looking at something that has happened to you and you're saying this happened, that happened, the third happened, you know, what do they say? Like 10% of life is what happens to you. 90% is how you react to it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so when you start to think about it, um, you know, giving people the hope again to realize that like take you can take the broken pieces and you can make whatever you want out of that. Yeah. Right. It may not be a cup again, but whatever you make is yours. Like you're the new designer. Yeah. And so like, how do you take the, 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 the things that should have been, uh, should have torn you apart, the things that the broken glass in your life, how do you, what do you make out of that? Like, there's art that's made out of broken glass. It's yeah. like somebody has taken, it's it's how you take those moments. Uh, one of the sessions, I'll give you a little, little teaser here. One of the sessions. <laughs> Please do. Please we talk do. about, we talk about these moments. And, and I asked him a question on there. I asked him a question in the session, like, give me a pivotal moment in your life, good or bad. Doesn't pivotal, does that mean that it was, you know, some people it's when I graduated college or high school or whatever. Some people, it's when I had my first child, I was 16 years old in school and I felt ashamed, right? Uh, or some people, it was I was 25 years old and I had my first, and it, it was the first grandchild for my parents and I was, you know, right before my father died or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I, we, I drive, I try to drive the message for them to really think about these pivotal moments, good and bad, right? And then what we do is we take these points and say, uh, these pivotal moments uh, you know, the, the, the mo momentum is the sum of moments right yeah. if you link moments together all of a sudden you have momentum good, good or bad doesn't matter good or bad it it is moving you to something right yeah. and so what we do is I go around the room and they they'll say you know I'll put dots on the board every dot is a moment right and we'll create these dots and then we go back to nursery school where we connect the dots yeah. right and out of the dots, we, we make a, a figure and we say, well, what is that? And, and different people guess and say, you know, it's this, it's, it's a, it's a Buffalo. It's a, this, it's a, that. And then I'll re I'll rephrase the question or I'll, I'll redirect it to say, but Evan, you have the power to define it. Yeah. I know what they said. What do you say it is? Right. Wow. And now you could take these moments and say, you know what, that it's a masterpiece or it is a mess and I don't want everyone to do it, right? Yeah, it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. And so, like, how do you define these things? And so really putting people back in the driver's seat is yeah. the heart of the program. Like, no longer let life happen to you. Let's make life happen. Let's uh get in the driver's seat. Um, if it's time to start a business, move off throughout the way and start the business. Yeah. If it's time to, you know, leave a toxic relationship. Uh, get out of being comfortable and leave. Like yeah. it's, it's time. This is your time right now. We follow that up with like the value of time, mm -hmm. right? And that's a whole nother conversation. I'll yeah. let y'all go ahead and pay for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. <laughs> so that's, but, that, but to go back, the mission is really around putting people in the driver's seat of their own life. Yeah. Personal, professional. It's, it's all under the umbrella of human development. Yeah. Yeah. Human development. It's, it's, uh, oh, I love the way you described that. Um, I mean, honestly, just personally right now, I, I think that, um, mental health has been like a really big oh, challenge yes. for me. Yes. I, I've been going through this kind of loop in the past couple of weeks or so where I feel like, you know, life is happening to me and there are things 
where I'm out of the driver's seat. And it's so, um, it's so important to be introspective in those moments. Um, but sometimes I catch myself like I am only being introspective and I'm not doing anything Anything about it, anything about it. I, I can give you the catalog. I can give you the, the log line of what I've been feeling when I've been feeling it, but Mm -hmm. I can't tell you what I'm doing about it. Right. And that's the thing that I feel like this program and obviously what I'm telling you is I need to, I need to have a a new you in my life. But but I think the important piece uh, of of relating that is just that being in the driver's seat is, is something that um, you, you can't take for granted, but it's also something that you're, that you can find yourself so quickly out of. Yeah. Um, I, I, I I don't know. Life happens. You feel, and when, I, I guess when you say life happens, it's like, you're not driving because you're saying all of these things are happening to me right. when you're saying life happens. Right. And, and I think just being in control of that, or at least having the wherewithal to say that, you know, that life's going to happen in this way. And obviously you can't plan for everything. Exactly. You can't predict the future, but exactly. what you can do is have, um, I, I think what you guys do in this program to prepare yourself for all of these different outcomes and to understand how being in the driver's seat is going to allow you to to reach these milestones that you may have and you may have had you may have been driving towards that path at certain times in your life but something has been something has taken you out of the driver's exactly. seat exactly um and and i i mean me personally i need to get back in the driver's seat and i know that like a lot of people yeah. um are benefiting from that and yeah. which is awesome and just to underscore that one 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 moment here you know we talk about the different seats in a car, right? During the session. And we talk about, we start off in the back seat, and we talk about how as a child, we start off in the back seat, and actually we don't face forward. We face the rear, mm-hmm. right? We're not even looking going forward. Somebody else is completely taking care of our future. Yeah. Right. If you like metaphorically, right? Yeah. We, we, a, a child, baby in a car seat is facing the rear. And somebody, they're they're trusting a hundred percent a driver to get them wherever they're going, yeah. right? And and then you go from there to you sit in the back seat still, but you now you face forward, right? Mm-hmm. So you can see where you're going, but you're still trusting somebody else to take. Then you grow up a little bit more, and then you're allowed to sit in the front seat, right? Yeah. And you you get in the front seat, and there's responsibility there, right? Like you know, if you if you grew up in my house, like you're the DJ, right? Yeah. So you gotta yeah. <laughs> okay. You're so, gonna get an airbag. Yeah, too. <laughs> you get an airbag now, yeah. right? Exactly. And so, and then when you finally get in the driver's seat, though, now you're responsible for everything that's going on. Yeah. And sometimes people don't really want to drive. Yeah. They they don't want to feel like they don't want to feel like somebody else is driving, but they don't really want the responsibility of having to drive. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh that can be weighty. And so we kind of rest, we kind of grapple with that a little bit. 100%. Um and if I could tell you a quick story about Dude, when course. I first felt the the responsibility of being in a driver's seat. I was on a, <clears throat> a church trip. Um, I was there was uh, two 15 passenger vans, and I'm from Pittsburgh. Like I said, yeah. we uh, were going to Myrtle Beach for a conference, right? And I have you know the, the, all the the church parishioners in the van. Um, 
I'm, I'm driving down and you know, got the old lady, got to put the stoop down so she can step <laughs> up on there. And, yep, yep. You know, they got knee problems and you got to help her up on the van and they got to go to the bathroom every half hour. Oh, yeah. You know, so, so a 10 hour trip became 20 hours, you know, Oh, peaches. And they <laughs> got to stop and get some peaches and pecans. Oh, we got to stop. And get, right. Scenic so, tour. Yes, yes. Yes. So we go down there, we have a great time. We're coming back. Right. And uh, we're coming up through Appalachian, the Appalachian Mountains. And we're going through Virginia. It's like two in the morning, right? One of the headlights on the van is out. It is raining cats, dogs, oh, and wow. moose, right? Ugh. And we, and uh, we, I, I can barely see. I'm exhausted. And I'm holding one eye open. This is before Red Bull. <laughs> this is before a five-hour energy, right? I'm dating myself right yeah. now. This before five hour energy. This is back when they used to have pills called Vibrant, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, we're climbing up these mountains. I mean, these these are one lane high, like one way this way, like, and you're going over just these cliffs that you just, I mean, two thousand foot drops Goodness. or whatever. And so uh, we're going around the Appalachian Mountains, coming uh, going back home, and uh, like I said, it's about two in the morning, and I look in the rearview mirror, and everybody in the van was sound asleep. Yeah. At that very moment, I felt the weight of responsibility. Yeah. If I make one false move, somebody doesn't have a husband. Mm -hmm. Somebody never sees their child again. Yeah. Somebody doesn't get to marry someone, right? Yeah. Somebody doesn't get to have their first child. Somebody never gets the, like somebody's future, their purpose has been uprooted out of the earth. Yeah. Right? If I make one false move, and I literally felt the weight to the point that now we are in 2022. This is 20 years ago. Yeah. And I still feel the weight of that moment. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, but that is the weight of responsibility when you are in the driver's seat. And we hope to help condition people to get in that driver's seat and then to drive their life like, like, like nobody else can. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great, it's a great story. And it's, it's so the, the responsibility of being in the driver's seat is something that I don't know if you can you can work yourself to think that you're prepared for it. But then when you're in it, it's like you really you really get that realization of like, OK, I can do this or I might have needed a couple more things. <laughs> <to get there. laughs> but I, I think to bring us back to this, yeah. uh, your program and what and what that does for people is it is exactly that preparation and, and yeah. also the skills in which to you know, know how to check your, your mirrors when you're driving the, 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 the car of life or yeah. whatever. And um, I'm, I'm very curious to, you know, hear kind of from you, like, how have you seen this impact um, the Tulsa community? What has the response been like for people that have gone through this program? Response has been absolutely amazing. People are stopping me on the street. Hey, you're the new you guy, aren't you? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been a wonderful response. Um, People are growing. They're becoming. Um, and, and one of the beautiful things is, Evan, we've been able to take individuals who've gone through the program and now employ them to actually facilitate the program. Yeah. So we have in our five um, Hispanic uh, facilitators, uh, five Hispanic women, Latinas, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, Bianca, shout outs to Bianca, uh, Alejandra Mata, Alejandra Palamo, Tanya Garza, and um, I'm forgetting somebody. That's five. Yeah, that's five. Mm. Uh, Jenny, Jenny Flores. Jenny. Yeah, Jenny Flores. Shout outs to all of them. Jenny actually runs that unit. Uh, but they went, They all had a heart to go back. And it was here's what's wonderful about it. 
they all said, Aaron, I'll do it for free. Yeah. And oh, I said, amazing. there's no way I'm not going to not pay you. Right. Yeah. But they all said, Aaron, I'll do it for free. So they uh, went and now they're teaching new you in Spanish to their community. Um, and it's just absolutely wonderful to yeah. see. And then what we're doing is also creating um, platforms for individuals to get exposure. So they're helping me with some of the back office stuff, uh, some of the admin, um, you know, responsibilities yeah. so that they can actually get exposure within the ecosystem. And those people are getting hired now. Right. Wow. It's beautiful to see a whole new wave of individuals that are uh, either immigrants to the country or who are now uh, who are citizens, but they moved to Tulsa. They're transplants. Right. Yeah. And they're being engrafted into this ecosystem, which is really beautiful. And I'll tell you one of the most powerful things that kind of happens, uh, Evan, is that um, somewhere within that six week cohort, uh, there is a point where we have individuals who've gone through the program from Serbia, from Netherlands, from uh, uh, Guadeloupe, from uh, Ghana, from yeah. Korea, right? Um, from Honduras, uh, uh, Peru. These individuals from around the globe are, fa are different socioeconomic back um, status, right? Yeah. And different uh, ethnic backgrounds. But there's a moment that happens in every cohort when humanity rises. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're brothers and sisters and they're, they're, we are the world. There's right? like, like this holy, and, and not, now they go get coffee together and they yeah. go and do, and it's like, this person may be, you know, a six figure earner, you know, doing these wonderful things, leading departments. This person may be a stay at home mother and they, you know, don't maybe not have, don't have an inclination to get back in the workforce, but they're saying, you know, when we're talking about this issue, it's hit me and you, from two different points, mm -hmm. but we both can, you know, have that human uh, experience. Level to be setting. Able, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's very powerful to see. So th the impact that it's had is like, it's really bringing communities together. That's one of the more powerful things, I think from a ROI standpoint, yeah. is yeah. the social capital. Like Tulsa Remoters are in the program, meeting uh, natives from, from uh, Tulsa, meeting, uh, you know, immigrants from other, like, and, and there's this beautiful, like, meshing, uh, this beautiful tethering of ethnicities and histories that are coming together yeah. to make the community even stronger. Yeah, I, I love the way you you package that because it's, um, I've had a couple of people that have gone through the program and that's that's what they've said has been the novel experience for them. And, and I think even Raquel said that um, just an observation of, you know, communities and spaces in Tulsa it kind of feels like, you know, to your credit, that in you is the first time they've all been in the room together. Yep. And obviously, I mean, I say obviously, but um, it hadn't been obvious until it started happening. But yeah. this was so needed in the yes. community. Like how how are remoters conversating uh, and, and creating community with people that are not uh, that are natives to Tulsa or, yeah. you know, have been in Tulsa for longer, but, you know, didn't get paid to come here yeah. or, you know, all of these ways that people have um essentially now congregated and have chosen Tulsa as their community, how are they growing and being in network and in community together to grow it with each other's interest and like worldviews in mind yeah. in a lot of ways. And I, I, I mean, I, I just see that as such a value add to this community for a lot of reasons. I mean, it's coming back here. I feel like I had to have this opinion on <laughs> like, you know, do we like Tulsa Remoters? Do right. we like that people are coming to the city and right. getting paid for it? And it's like, you know, as a native Tulsa, I think you're inclined to say no, but 
because you're like, oh, that's that money could be going back into the city. And there's there's multiple examples of, uh, I, I think, you know, just these strategies that kind of are attracting people to town. But um, I, I think that the the point is that it's finally clicking that there are ways to connect and yeah. there are ways to build things that um, that make that dollar amount so insignificant. Yes, that um, it, it just it it ends up being the community that pours back into itself, and then also the people that go back into those communities to uplift them and and to inspire them. And I've I've just seen that in so many ways through graduates of of NU and. And it's it's almost like you're you're telling them to take this somewhere else. Yes. And I, I feel like you are because they have no they have no choice but to share this knowledge that probably hits them at a point like you're saying at either where they're they're a catalyst for change mm-hmm. or they're at this breaking point. Mm-hmm. And being able to meet someone that's uh, and and see someone at both maybe you're in the middle mm-hmm. just uh, creates that human experience Absolutely. and that human development. So. I so give you props and I'm so excited that those connections are happening. Absolutely. I, I want to talk a little bit yeah. about, you know, kind of the alumni experience of this program. What have you seen people take from in, in you and, and from this new you that they've been able to develop over the six weeks and, and, and longer in some of the programs? But what have you seen them uh, be able to do with this experience? Great question. I'm going to take a moment to like, really brag on some of our, our yes. alum, if, they, if you don't mind. Uh, so we'll talk, you just mentioned Raquel, uh, Raquel Wilson. If you haven't heard her, if you haven't met with her, you need to meet with her. She's a dynamic woman, uh, went to uh, Ohio State, came here through um, Teach for America and um, has since pivoted into entrepreneurship. She re- leads a company called Raise the Bar Investments, and uh, she also is um, a, a development director. So she raises capital both for someone and she teaches you how to raise money for yourself. Mm-hmm. But she's a dynamic woman doing amazing things. She's won a couple pitch competitions since she went through the program. She also um, has written uh, three books. Well, there was one book and I told her, I said, you need to break that book up into three books. <laughs> and um, b- because it might be too it, it's for the demographic you're writing for it may be too much to digest at one time yeah so if you give it to them in in segments then you know so anyway she ended up her editor agreed and uh our publisher one of the two agreed and so they ended up breaking into three so she has her books that she's written and she's doing amazing work she just bought her first house like i I can i can brag i can go all day bragging about her and her willingness to just jump in and go. Um, when you look at individuals like uh, Montana Kane, Dr. Montana Kane, who came in once again, a Tulsa Remoter. Uh, she comes in from South Carolina by way of New York. And um, she's doing amazing work here uh, with research and evaluation, um, picking up contracts, doing uh, uh, basically being able to synthesize programs and, and uh, policies and strategies to where they actually meet they actually reflect in the data so she can take data and flex it both ways. Yeah. She can tell the story from the data or she can make the story tell data. And uh, she's doing amazing work with that. She's actually created our evaluation system for new you. There's, I mean, a ton of them. There's, uh, you know, Morgan Rowe who went on to, uh, she was a TSY fellow came in, went through new you. And now uh, she, uh, she had got uh, picked up by Disney uh, and went and uh, did some work down there with Disney. We're so proud of her. There was a young lady, uh, Kayla Valencia, who 
went on and got picked up by Southwest Airlines. So, there, I mean, I can go on and on yeah. and on and on about we've had individuals who have tripled their salary. We've had individuals who have, like I said, purchased their first home. We have individuals who are on weight loss journeys who who are, are down now 50 pounds since wow. they've gone through. Um, we have, uh, and it's funny to get these, these updates from them, you know, in the middle of the night. Oh yeah. Hey Aaron, thanks so much. <laughs> you know, I just want to let you know. I'm like, yeah, keep them coming. Like I need to hear this. Yeah. So, so that, and I'm not worried about proving the program. Like the, if the proof is in the pudding. Exactly. I'm, I, I want somebody else to hear that you did it so that they know that they can do it too. Yeah. Whatever your, it is right. Um, if they can do it, so can you. And so. Um, our ladies' stories everywhere I go to young and older audiences, so that they can hear um, the 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 uh, progress that individuals are making right here in Tulsa. This evening, I have to go do New You Next, which is the college version, and these I'm seeing these young people's eyes as big as golf balls <laughs> because they're they're not they're hearing these stories and they're like, "This is people in Tulsa." Yeah, like they, I don't. I don't know this. I don't know this reality here. I, did, I haven't met these people yet. No. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get y'all together. Don't worry about. <laughs> just keep coming. I got I got something for you. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's awesome. I love I love hearing that, and I've I've been uh, kind of blessed and and privileged to to witness uh, and intersect with a lot of these graduates. And um, one thing I I talked about on our episode with Raquel uh, was about the graduation piece. Um, and not to not to spoil it, but a, a big part of that. Uh, pieces like writing the letter to Tulsa or at yeah. least that was the first at the yep. first couple of cohorts yes. and it just like always brought me to tears I don't know if there's a dry eye in the audience yeah. during those moments because you've got you know it's filled not only with the stakeholders that need to hear or that that love to hear that development right. but it's also the people that have been supporting those folks yeah. through it before and then after yep. and it it's just so impactful to see that that personal development that goes on and and then it delivered in that way uh, shout out to Jordan who films those. Yeah, Joe McNair. Yep, he, he's just got some a great vision with that, and I, I just love seeing that um, that point A and point B. And yeah. it sounds like that's and it sounds like everyone um, is kind of mapping out what point C, D, E, and F, and they're and they're circling back. Exactly, <laughs> they're yeah. letting you know, which is so so exciting and awesome. Absolutely. Um, Aaron, this has been an amazing episode. I, I've really, really enjoyed chatting with you about New You. Um, one thing I wanted to let you end on too mm-hmm. is talking about um, the vision for these programs and, yeah. and where um, and how anyone that might be listening that's local to Tulsa might be able to get involved. We started with a uh, just normal New You in English and then we added uh, the Spanish track in July. We started the college track last week, which is New You Next. And then we will start a virtual track in March of 2023 nice. uh, where individuals from around the country can do new you in uh, cohorts of 20, 20 to 25, and then a six week program. And then we'll bring them in for a two day Tulsa immersive experience and then send them back singing the praises of, of Tulsa. Right. Wow, awesome. uh, and so the program is expanding. Our, our team is expanding. And um, in terms of how to reach us, we have, uh, you know, our website, which is newutulsa.com, N-E-W, the letter U, so N-E-W-U-Tulsa.com. Uh, and then there uh, on social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn is just uh, New U Tulsa. And so if you uh, are at New U Tulsa, so uh, please feel free to follow us on social media and um, go on our website. You can apply. 
um, our program ends, uh, programming, excuse me, ends here in November, but we will then uh, pick up in January uh, with a fresh perspective. Like we'll, we'll be new. And then we're <laughs> looking at all those people who are saying, you know, New Year's resolutions, new year, new me. All oh, that yeah. Stuff. oh yeah. So they'll, they'll be, I'm sure they'll be, we'll be full of new viewers at that point. I love it. Yeah. Aaron, thank you so much. I, I think it's, I think it's such an amazing asset to the city, this program. And um, obviously we've talked about the people that have been impacted by it, but um, I, I think the geography of Tulsa is going to be impacted by this program and, and it already has the, by, by, sending the people back in and now with the virtual track they're going to be able to impact whatever community they're coming from which is just amazing and can't sing your praises enough but thank you so much Aaron I really appreciate it thank you can I just say one more thing yeah I, I want to thank I really want to thank you for having me Evan and the support of the George Kaiser Family Foundation I have worked with many a foundation I'm coming from a university right yeah so I've worked with many a foundations I've never seen a foundation be so willing to spur innovation in this type of way. Yeah. And so kudos to uh, all the individuals there, Ben Stewart and Levitt, that are doing just amazing work and supporting amazing work. Uh, thank you so much for that. Also to in Tulsa, Meg Thomas, her, all of her team, um, for the work that they are doing um, with taking these candidates and finding placement for them if that's what their their next path is. So yeah. um, this is just wonderful. It's great to sit at the top at the top of funnel for uh, the um, the Tulsa experience, right? And uh, we're looking to do bigger and better in twenty three. I love it. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Grow With Us. For our listeners of Grow With Us looking for new opportunities, please join our talent network to stay in touch with our featured jobs and opportunities by visiting talent.intulsa.com. That's talent.intulsa.com. By joining our talent network, you will get access to our newsletter where you can stay up to date with our latest career advice, featured opportunities within Tulsa partner companies, and our placement success stories. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. Huge thank you to our editors at Rant9 Production and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us. <laughs>